0: And African Connect on cliffcentral.com.
1: Good afternoon. Welcome to Monday. The time is one minutes past three. My name is Rosie Mutene, A.K.A. the Afro Yiddish Princess, and welcome to my show titled Pan African Connect, where we connect to people all across our beautiful continent. We talk about tradition, about culture, about music, about life, about activism. Anything that is beautiful that is on our continent. And today we're going to West Africa. I have two really delicious West African men in, in studio with me, representing Ghana and Nigeria. I have Mr. Kole who is a phenomenal singer and, and guitarist, and I also have Kwakuti, who's TV presenter, musician, singer, voiceover artist, and of course, he's representing Ghana. If you want to call through, the number is 861 555 Of course, I am on Twitter, it is PrincessRTM, and I'm on Facebook and Instagram, but before we get into the show, we got to start it with this. Yeah, uh-huh, you know
2: what it is, black and Jewish, black and Jewish, black and Jewish. Jewish. yeah uh-huh you know what it is my nose and ass they're both big yeah uh-huh sleeping fuck a hater sleeping on e and my past over say uh. i repping for my parents when you see me blowing Porn Soon as I hit the shoe, I go so hard. I'm Rosh Hashanah. I'll vote the show far. Get my hair dead. Reading the Torah. I'm thugged out. I set my enemies with the menorah. And I got the pedal to the metal. cruising in my minivan. Coming straight up out the shadow. Hear my grandma talk, but there's nothing you can tell her. We on the way to meet up with our Jewish diamond. a great deal on culture chicken Ooh, shoot, shoot, wearing shoot. big glasses but i'm cheap though. my mix for was cracking all week ho i'm sipping quick go and i'm keeping shabbos every hanukkah i devour the and lockers no paper planes but i'm taking flight i got a free trip to israel birthright Welcome back
1: to the show. The time is five minutes past three. My name is Rosie Mutena, aka the Afro Yiddish Princess, and today on Pan African Connect, we're going to West Africa. In studio with me, I have the phenomenal Mr. Kunle Ayor. Yeah,
2: baby.
1: Hi. Hi. Oh my! Did you,
2: how
3: did
1: you hear that? You know that that voice, baby. <laughs> How are you doing, sir? I'm
3: super nice. How are you?
1: I'm beyond fabulous, as always. I always good see to see you, bro. Always good
3: to see you, too. You know, I have to tell <laughs> the
1: listeners, the first time I ever met Kunle was 2004.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, I was presenting and producing a show on Studio 53, and yeah. you had just come to the country. I think you'd been here, what, about a year or so? Two
3: years. Yeah. I, I think I went, to, I, was, I was away from... For like two weeks, three weeks yeah. in America And I just got back And then you yeah. you, you came over And we had a beautiful conversation <laughs> We
1: did! <laughs> My producer at the time was like Okay Rosie, you need to work <laughs> Let's just focus Let's focus here <laughs> And that's not paying you to, to be floating with with, with with the subjects and all But now mm. but Before we, we get into your, your beautiful music mm. um, Something that I discovered about you Was that you Your initial studies mm. Were not music
3: No <laughs> no, no, they were not. They were not. I actually studied accountancy. Yeah. Um, I, I went to school. I did all, all of that. Mm. But when I finished, I thought that there was something about music that I really, really like and I wanted to experiment with it. Mm. I thought that, okay, since I have a fallback plan, I've got a degree in accountancy. I could, you know, pick up my certificate at some point and go yeah. look for work. Yeah. If music didn't work, but. Mm. It was just too beautiful a like journey for me to. <laughs>
4: and
1: when you, when you know, when mm. you know it's your passion, you yes. know, yes, you know, um, yes. and you can see that. I mean, like mm. when, when you're on stage mm. and you get into that rhythm, yes. it's, yes, it's Kunle and and, yes. and, and, and the beats around. It's beautiful. <laughs> but now, but now who taught you how to play guitar?
3: Though? I'm self taught. Wow. Um, I had um, influences. I, there was a guy that showed me the the, the, the basics of guitar. His name mm-hmm. is Rasta Evans mm-hmm. in Nigeria. Um, he showed me the basics, the E, B, G, D, A, E, the names of the strings open strings mm-hmm. and from then i just started um learning on my own i i there was no internet at the time when yeah. i started <laughs> so um i used to listen by ear on records people's records um judge benson oakley mm-hmm. jonathan Butler, all these great guys i would you know tape i would just play Three seconds to Stop What mm. did you do I'll look for it What is that Wow Yeah you know
1: That takes a lot of dedication Oh yeah
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah but, well, I, I, but
1: wasn't it also frustrating Because I mean If, you, if you've if you done your economics degree You've mm, got quite an mm. analytical mind Yes definitely you know, how, how do you adapt to, 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 to both
3: I, I think because of the sound That I, I hear on mm. the guitar And the ones that I hear That I can't do But I, I wasn't doing at the time Yeah i just i kept on going on i kept on there were frustrating times when i mean i had uh, people like me adams who now lives in america who would tell me don't worry you'll get there just mm. keep looking for it just keep searching keep you know um put your heart to it and you would get there mm. and there were times when i felt oh man this guitar i'm not getting what i wanted to get i wasn't doing what i wanted to do mm. i wasn't playing with the kind of people i wanted to play with mm. you know at the time and it was frustrating but Something just kept me going on yeah. I yeah, don't what know what it passion, was. You know, Yeah, what is that passion
1: You don't yeah. have it People don't understand They're Ex- like Don't you get bored and Exactly
3: you know.
1: <laughs> But now <laughs> your first I mean You're i mean, you an acclaimed And you have seen And known As a jazz artist Did mm-hmm. you always When you were learning mm-hmm. Did you always um, you, I mean you mentioned George Benson And a mm-hmm. few names Was mm-hmm. that always The type of genre You, 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 you pushed towards well,
3: I didn't know That I was going to be A jazz anything mm-hmm. I, I was just learning And um, The The, the the, the African style of music for me was a bit boring at the time. Mm. Um, we call it pentatonic. Mm. Um, the pentatonic scale was a bit boring for me. Mm. It, it, I mean, sorry. That's pentatonic. Mm. And that felt too boring. I wanted to do more. Mm. What is happening between. You know what I mean? I didn't know what it was. I didn't know the names and anything at the time. But I felt like I could do more. That could, I mean, one could play faster. You could do stuff with the guitar. And 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 that really just pushed me to to learning from the likes of, Judge Benson, Earl and mm. I would try to understand why did they play this chord, and you and, know and
1: and what also made it made it sound so sexy and so exactly, beautiful, yeah, exactly
3: difficult but yet simple, mm. you know. And I, I think I just went all out. And, yeah. And when when internet you know started, I would then go online and check why this, why that. You know mm. um I tried to to actually study jazz um in cape Town yeah when i when I got here, but i couldn 't afford it at the time mm-hmm. so i I was friends with almost everybody you know <laughs> who was in school at the yeah. time. You know, and they would show me stuff. They would teach me stuff. You know, so, and that really helped me, you Mm. know, get to where I am right now, um, even faster in terms of just learning from their notes. And, and I I once met um, a a guitar player uh, who played an American guy who who saw me play. Mm. And I said to him, I wanted to go to school at the time in Mm. Cape Town. And he said, what? You don't need school, bro. Just keep playing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. you know, so I, I just make sure that. Educate
1: the university of life. I mean, yes. That's that, that yes. the best I way. I went on the street. So yeah, yeah. I think
3: that's the best way to learn from any, any profession, anything that you do. You
1: yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. And you just got to dive into it. But what, what, what brought you to Essay?
3: Um, it was music mm-hmm. um, I, I traveled to Brazil um, With my boss at the time Lack Baja, mm-hmm. the, the one that used to wear masks mm-hmm. um, It was popular in the day um, 98, 99, 2000 So th- 2001 mm-hmm. We went to Brazil We viad here Oh wow What a beautiful country What yeah. a beautiful place i like to come check it out So I came back in February of 2002 mm-hmm. And I was recording my first album at the time Titled yeah. Ayo Which means joy and long story short i met somebody at universal music who now became my manager at the time Bussi. Mm-hmm. Bussi then you know signed me up with universal music they've released my first album and then my second album they took you know they signed the, me the first artist.
1: album what was the the inspiration around that i mean that was it must a gospel
3: just, album oh wow it was a gospel yeah. album because i i grew up in church i've always been a church boy i'm still a church boy mm. um so in Nigeria, the only music you could do for people to relate to instrumentally yeah. was gospel, right? Something right. they could sing along to. Yeah. So you know that informed my first album. When I got out here, I realized mm. that you actually don't have to do gospel to play jazz. Mm-hmm. You could just write a melody, make sure it's beautiful, you know, write a beautiful chord around it, and boom, you, yeah. you have you have a song. Yeah. So I uh, I think um, South Africa really taught me a lot. I I am grateful. To, to this beautiful country I am as much a South African as I am a mm. Nigerian yeah. um, because I owe everything that I am to to the beautiful place yeah. that gave uh, uh, give me warmth and and you know it's become home for me mm.
1: and any any South African um, jazz artists that you've that you've worked with that oh too many yeah
3: too many I mean I remember when I first came I met um, Yvonne Chaka Chaka in Cape mm. Town we 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 had a And she's just session. a phenomenal
1: person just oh yeah for, for spreading person. the word yes, and, yes. and and mentoring people Definitely. you know Definitely, yeah.
3: you know. Um, I, I met Jabu Kanyele, with whom I recorded some songs on my album. Mm-hmm. Um, all the musicians in the day, um, uh, Moses Kumala, the Lake Moses Kumala, I had yeah. the privilege of um, doing a song with him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Buddy, Buddy, Buddy Wells, I think he's a saxophone player, he, he's in Cape Town. Mm-hmm. Um, even Marcus Wyatt, trumpeter. Yeah. You know, I've, I've had the privilege of working with all these great guys. So many artists, so yeah. many. I mean, right now I'm working with, uh, Olivier, yeah. I want to we'll <laughs> talk about that but let's talk about that but later cuz that's exciting but <laughs> but your yeah. fir-
1: where was your first performance ever
3: um it was with um, uh, Hot Sticks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and oh, in, in South Africa? In South Africa, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. The blues room, the one that used to be in Santa's. Oh, man.
3: <laughs> that was a sad day when oh, their blades
1: closed down. You know, that
0: was, you know. it, was like, it was
1: like being in downtown New York. And exactly. like that smoky, jazzy, exactly. sexy type oh, of beer. Yeah. You know. And what did you perform with, with Hot Sticks?
3: I don't remember the song, but I think it was his song. I just jammed with him. Yeah. And and, you know, Blues Room just had to give me an opportunity to come back and do my own stuff. Yeah. Um, same, t- same thing in Cape Town. I was playing Manningberg's Close Down. Yeah. <laughs> Another, Another <Front>. one. <laughs> <laughs> Another one. You know, so, yeah. um, I, I played different clubs and, um, yeah, mm. you know.
1: And, and your first performance back home? Well, your other home, your first home. My, my, my
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, like I said, I grew up in church yeah. um, And when I started playing guitar I was working in church yeah. And I also had um a commitment to be playing in clubs I was playing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday Four times a week wow. And we we'll rehearsed Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday So seven days a week I was playing music mm. um, So, you know But I remember specifically this gig That somebody gave me And my friend at the time, Paul mm. Paul Play, he was big at the time yeah. In 2000, 2001 it was the hottest thing in Nigeria at the time. Yeah. And I had the privilege of being close to him. So I called him. I said, please come do this gig with me. Yeah. It wasn't really much of a paying gig, but we made it happen. Mm. And my clients were so, so happy. Yeah. And that, for me, was the beginning. And I had to move after that to, to South Africa.
1: Yeah, because you knew that, that you had planted the right, the yes. right seeds down. Yes. Yeah, Yes. And then yes. moving on to your, to your third album, what was that one?
3: Uh, my first Ayo, my second Be Beyond the Borders yes mm. beyond the borders Um uh, beyond the borders was for me my teeling album it was mm. really um where i started understanding what um is about what yeah. my music should be and i had the privilege of winning a couple of awards in the, yeah. in the year 2004 2005 i had channel o, i had the awards mm. and i met a lot of great artists and that kind of informed where i was going so mm. the third album um it was more of me just still experimenting, but now infusing a lot of African, Nigerian music in it mm. here and there, here and mm. there. Cause when I, when I got here, I, I wanted to play jazz. I wanted yeah. to just play smooth, mm. you know, smooth jazz, but. Um, I learned from my bosses back home That I needed to showcase who I was Who yeah. I am as, yeah. an, as a Nigerian Who lives here People need to you, you
1: needed to create that signature exactly. that, that, that distinctive Like when you yes. listen to Sikela Yes who, You, you know, know what I mean It's like if, bah Okay yeah. I hear you
3: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I was still experimenting And trying to find myself On my third album um, Sincerely Yours mm. And I sang a little bit I played a little bit mm. And that was really cool for me Yeah And that just Opened even more doors I met a lot of international artists mm. Through those channels And yeah. we've been friends And I'm still working with some of them
1: mm. And and in your opinion Where do you think the state of, of Let's start with West African music mm. um, I mean there's been a great influx With, with the hip hop With yes. Ikechuku yes. With Nero yes, All of yes, that yes, yes. But is there a space for Or rather Where is the space For, for West African jazz artists
3: Okay um, The challenge we've been having Is that it is not such a popular style. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not mainstream. Mm. It's too niche mm. for, for, for mainstream radio, mainstream TV. Yeah. And that has been the challenge that we, we as, um, West African, um, jazz musicians are facing. Mm. Um, I have a lot of colleagues and, and friends who used to live in Nigeria. A lot of them have moved to America. Some mm. in London. Um, I'm here, you know, mm. because there is no base. There is no su- we we can't sustain our our, our yeah. The industry is not sustainable for you as as, as the jazz artist. Mm. You you would have to do other things and Absolutely. then play jazz as a hobby. I didn't want to make music. No, you
1: my can't hobby. do that. Not yeah. not 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 with, not with jazz because I mean you you got to live, eat and breathe. <laughs> exactly. It. You know what exactly. I mean? It's a lifestyle, and exactly. and, and what, what, what what's happening within your life is transcended into your music.
3: Oh yeah. You know, oh, yeah. which is very very important. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And
1: to and where else? Were, I mean, we. Where else have you traveled, first of all? What other people besides <laughs> South
3: Africa? Um, I've had the privilege of going everywhere. Um, yeah. Zimbabwe, um, Lesotho, so Zambia, every, almost every part of um, Southern Africa. Mm. Um, I had the privilege of doing my DVD um, in London last year. I did a show there. I'm mm. doing another one in March next year. Um, I haven't been to America in a little bit. Mm. Um, the last time I was there, I did a couple of gigs um, in America. I, I traveled you Know quite yeah. a bit, but lately, because of my studio, I'm really working on making sure that there's a base for me when anytime I go, I come back because making music is what I enjoy more yeah. than even performing it. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. So, um, the last two, three years, I've been really building um, the studio and in and, and the people behind you know, mm. um, the studio to make sure that even when I'm not there. There's you work going on.
1: Let's let's talk about that. It's K Cool mm, Productions. K Cool Productions. K Cool yes. Productions. <laughs> and I, I mean, I know that you're you're mentoring a few up and coming yes. artists. Let's yes. let's. Yes. Oh, are, are you specifically keeping to jazz, or is it across the board? No, across the board. Across the board.
3: Um, I officially released um, my first artist mm-hmm. um, three four weeks ago. Um, um, it's a gospel album, um, very Nigerian. Yet it's got some crossover appeal. Yeah. Um, Pastor D is his name. Mm-hmm. Adela um I'm excited about that mm-hmm. and I've got Yvonne um Yvonne May mm-hmm. who is a fan. Oh wow that's great she's a beautiful singer. Yeah you know I've got I've got her on the on on, on my bill she she's one of the people I'm, I'm I want to release her album next year. Mm-hmm. I'm working with um, Human Sekela right now producing his new album. Mm-hmm. Um
1: just make sure you don't bring any women who wearing weaves into the ah! studio. <laughs> I couldn't resist. <laughs> well, he says
3: he says that he doesn't mind people wearing whatever, but the picture is the thing. He doesn't he doesn't want to take picture um with people who um you know because yes. of what his yeah. whatever no, it well, is you Heritage what,
1: to, a, to a certain extent I do, I do believe In what he's saying But let's mm. let, like, This, this interview is about you Not about, no. about who. We'll bring him in At <laughs> another stage
4: Good
3: cool, good. Cool. Yeah. But so, where where,
1: where, I mean, where do you plan to take Where do you want to take uh, KQL Productions
3: Our hope is Is to make sure that We we mentor great um, artists um, I'm meeting a lot Of beautiful singers By the minute By the day mm-hmm. And we're trying to see How can we Because the industry Is changing yeah. um, Physical sales Is not working Like like it used to, mm. so I'm using a style that you know. Where on, I mean, I've got a beautiful um guy from from Sibukane, Mzolodi. Mm. Um, um, mm-hmm. so lodi sounds like your Kaifasimia kind oh, of thing. Wow. You know what I mean? Very oh, wow. close. You know what yeah. I mean? So he, he he's been wanting to do music forever, but nobody you know, affordability, going Mm. to the studio. So what I'm trying to do is find people like that and and bring them, record them and we we go straight to where they live and we sell the CDs there. Yeah. Not necessarily putting them in shops because do people go to shops and if they do, they're not looking for, you know, American Mm. hip hop and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so... We we've got to take the music back to the people mm. and, and that's the, the, the journey I'm on right now. Yeah. Um in terms of making sure that we find the artists, we record them, make make the music beautiful mm. and then taking it back to the people, create a scenario, create a gig, mm. let people hear what you know, what but it's has also come but it's also them.
1: teaching the artists the, the, the sense of entrepreneurship. Oh yeah. Definitely. Which is where a lot of us fail yes. because it's just putting everything into yes. us. But yes. you gotta learn how to hustle and sell yes. yourself at the end of the day.
3: I, I think that I'm still struggling with that issue in the sense mm-hmm. that when I Got here um, there was a system Mm. You had a manager you had A recording company you had you know People working for you Mm. now When I started Keiko Productions I realized That I I, I was sleeping Mm. In a lot of you know other ways where I was depending on people to do certain Deals for me Mm. but industry has changed you've got to do it yourself because once you get to a a pedestal once you've created a niche people then look for you to say I would like to do this for you yeah yeah. so a lot of artists are waiting for oh I'm waiting for somebody to come and sign me Mm. I'm waiting for somebody to come nobody's gonna Mm. do that get out there
1: how how, how are we gonna sign you if
3: you don't know if you don't know who you are exactly so I always say to people that if you have five thousand people on Mm. your Facebook page Mm. and you can reach at least two thousand of them physically yeah that's two CDs, Push that, yeah. You know, yeah. That's a lot of money.
1: Yeah, two thousand. That's a lot of money.
3: <laughs> There's you know a lot mean? of
1: ears that are listening. You know let's know let's I mean? let's talk about your your collaboration with Oliver.
3: Well, um the great. I, I I've always I uh, admired him and respected him, and we I, we met. I think it was two thousand and five, two thousand and six mm-hmm. at Moritelli, and we've been wanting to do stuff. But I would go back and forth Zimbabwe. He would come here. Yeah, I did my. My, um 10 year celebration yeah. in four ways recently, 2012. Yeah. And yeah, I had to bring him, mm. but before then we never really had the, the opportunity of recording together in the studio. So, yeah. um, last year was it this year? No, this mm. year I had to drag him and say, come, boss, let's <laughs> do something.
1: <laughs> the time so, has come. <laughs> you know,
3: I wrote, I wrote a song and, and I, I felt like it was necessary for us to talk about who we are, mm. Ile, which means home. Mm. Um, and he kind of, Epitomizes the the person that should you know help me talk to my people about yeah, it, yeah you know um, whatever we do, remember where we come from, mm. no matter where we go in the world, we must remember where we come from yeah. and it's in the culture it's in the food it's in, 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 in morale in everything that we do mm. our you know where we come from should come to It's play. always got to
1: transcend because exactly. because the African diaspora is now so widespread now yes. that it's so easy to lose yourself yes. and get mingled up yes. into whatever environment yes. you're in. Yes, yeah. yes, especially
3: yeah. American influences, yeah. British influences. We need to take a bit of that, but. Bring our home stuff into all of that, and mm. make sure that people see in our music, in our everything we do. People see that yes, is actually very African. He's yeah. actually very South African is actually very Nigerian. Mm.
1: And we, I, I like that aspect of you, and I see you try and bring it out in a lot of other artists. Because one of the things you said to Gina West was, "You're beautiful, but it's not African enough." Exactly. And she, when she told me that, and I was like, "Actually, he's got a point." <laughs> you know, because I mean, she, she's a phenomenal performer, mm, mm. but the stuff that you've done with her, yes. you know what I mean, it, it yes. hasn't been released and everything. Yes. It's a, it's a different
3: Gina altogether you know Yeah, I met Gina in London um, and I said listen your music is fantastic Mm. but there is no way I mean those are the things I've learned from the likes of Lagbaja Mm. Huma Sikela Oliver Amtkutzi You know all these great guys, Salif Keita. They will tell you that. Listen, anywhere they go in the world, people when when you sing in English, they look at you. But when you sing in your native language, they go, okay, wow. You know, it really gets (laughs) to people. Mm. You know, especially element of what we don't know. We always like, yeah, yeah, because it's that exotic, exactly.
1: And especially now, because now people are waking up to the fact that Africa is sexy and it's hot, exactly. So if you're going to be coming with your own, (laughs) (laughs) baby, (laughs) you know, bring on the confidence. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's which which, which track we're going to listen to, uh from from your collaboration with with Oliver Mtukudzi. Yes. Ole
3: ile 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 ile. <laughs>
4: Tomarele ile labosi mi oko le marele ile kokonta de si amusa kungana keze ta kung tamba gelelo a bada sile kana she ile a ra, he let her go There's no place like home. We did our Oh, you. the rank rico.
0: morning gold macbook and you silver macbook and you space gray macbook
4: let me finish
0: you're all just so beautiful just look at your 12 inch retina display and force touch trackpad sleep now my lovelies i need to tell south africa where to buy you Introducing the all-new 12-inch MacBook. Now thinner and lighter than ever and available at iStore. Why would you go anywhere else? Visit myistore.co.za for more info. T's and C's apply. Pan-African Connect on cliffcentral.com.
1: Welcome back to the show. The time is 30 minutes past 3. If you want to give us a call, the number is 0, 861 I am on Twitter, PrincessRTM. And, of course, I'm on Facebook, Instagram under Rosie Mutene. Today, we've been going to West Africa, and we were speaking to Mr. Konle Ayo on his music, his journey, his passion. And now we're going to be crossing over to Ghana, and we have another delicious West African man in the studio. Listen to that laugh. Ladies, (laughs) ladies, Quakoti, yes, sir. <laughs> How are you, baby? A, I'm good.
0: I'm good. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Oh, I'm so glad you could make it. So, you you were born in Accra, but you've you've traveled all around the world, and you spent a, a substantial time in, in um of, of your of your career in the states. Yes, yeah, Yeah. And you started off with with a, with a couple of record labels. I mean, you started with Warrior Music, then you went to Pigeon Music in, in Ghana and High Life Music. Let's start from the beginning.
0: Wow. Um, well, th- that thing that they call hip life, mm. we we basically made the blueprint. Mm. We laid the blueprint for hip life back in like 1990 because uh, we came. I don't know if you you're you're familiar with Jay Garte. Yeah. Yes. So we were in school together mm-hmm. and we started a group and our main focus was um, to dispel the, the stereotype. Mm-hmm. You know of Africa being, you know, a bushland, and yeah. you know because that's what we got when we were in the states. Like, do you have lions and tigers <laughs> in your backyard? That yeah. type of thing.
1: Where did you find the clothes that you're wearing? Exactly. That year? <laughs> exactly. And
0: then, and then when we got home, there was uh, we weren't really accepted, you know, because of the way we spoke. Because mm-hmm. it was like, no, this guy, he's American, mm. you know. But the problem was that at that time, America was the thing to be. Yeah. Everybody was making american type music so we were like let's let's break the mold let's you know be a bit avant-garde mm. and um show our experiences through our music mm. and um that it eventually ended up being hip life you know reggie rockstone took it to another level yeah that's another story altogether <laughs> yeah. yeah but pigeon music um i we were making my partner a uh, mm-hmm. he's baker now he's one of um one of the top writers ghost writers for sony in in england yes so we started a group called talking drums Mm -hmm. uh which had panji was our producer Mm panjianov and um we took it to a place where nobody could have imagined that you know it could be and uh we followed the roots you know we sampled some humasekilla oh wow we sampled we i think we're probably the first group ever in africa to sample like you know, CBSI and, mm. you know, African, African polyrhythms. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then we went to the States because we wanted a distribution deal because we realized that we were the record label. Mm. And at that time, it wasn't popular. Everybody was looking for, uh, to be signed mm. under a record label, as Kunle was saying. You know, <laughs> um, so we, we went everywhere. We went uh, to Def Jam Records, we went to Bad Boy, mm. Sony. Everybody But we didn't realize That if you drop a single You know your demo At a record label It's not likely to be seen Yeah It's not likely to be listened to Mm. Just because like Um
1: It's all the red tape Yeah All the red tape Yeah You know But it also boils down To the fact of who you know
0: Yeah basically Mm. And we didn't know that We were just like From Ghana Had a drink Mm uh landed in times square right down the road <laughs> from mtv yeah and we made it happen yeah. you know and um from there we went to atlanta mm-hmm. and that was when my love affair with atlanta started you know um met some really really good people ended up uh becoming like pretty good family with andre 3000 mm-hmm. from outcast and you know akon yeah it's just different people yeah and then i came back to ghana Eventually, we started Warrior Music wasn't set up then. Pigeon Music was set up for Warrior Music. Mm-hmm. Pigeon Music was me and Panji. Okay. Back in Ghana, and then I went back to the states to Atlanta, and then we set up Warrior Music.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, eventually, I went back to Ghana to finish school,
4: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, I started Higher Life Music, and it's been it's been an interesting journey since. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What what's what's so interesting about?
0: That? Um. Well. The ups and downs and being able to appreciate the blessing in what some people would consider a curse. Mm. You know mm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just being able to take, um, being able to see that, uh, you know, the, the the shortcomings are also beautiful things because if we can't learn from them, then we remain stagnant. Yeah. It's all about growth. Yes. yes. And, and,
1: and, and accepting and, and welcoming. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and that stumbling, but then get up and exactly. then see... Yeah.
0: And I see it in my son, you know, he falls a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's nine months and he falls a lot. He'll get right back up. Mm. He'll cry if you pay attention to him, you know, like mm. most kids. But he'll get right back up and continue walking. And it's just, it's it says a lot. It's very telling for the, the, the story of life in general. Yeah. You know.
1: But moving back to Ghana, I mean, what were the challenges that you were faced with?
0: Um, To tell you the truth, until I got to South Africa, I didn't understand the importance of PR,
4: mm.
0: you know, PR representation. It was all about management, management, man- management, mm. as Kule was saying. There's a system set up. You got your manager. You got your record label. Mm. You got this. You got that. Um, Ghanaians, unlike unlike Nigerians, Ghanaians don't really we don't we don't celebrate one another.
4: Mm.
1: That's we, interesting. Yeah,
0: we try to be it. There's a pull me down mentality type of thing. Wow. You know, whereas Nigerians, like, wherever they are, that's my brother. <laughs> you know that's what my, I mean? brother. that's my brother. That's my brother.
1: Even if they don't like the yeah. guy, like, but that's my brother. I'll stand you know, up for him, you Exactly. Know. <laughs>
0: and that's why I love Nigeria for what it is. Because, yeah. you know, Ghana, Ghana was, um, we were ahead of Africa in so many respects in the music industry. Mm. And, um, back in the day, I used to look at Nigerians like, ah, look at these copycats. Because <laughs> whenever I listened to the radio, you know, it was always a Nigerian cover of, like a western song Or mm, whatever mm. But I think The beautiful thing About Nigeria Is they They will study What you have And then Find a way To make it their own mm. In an original way Yeah You know So P-Square started And they were Copying Usher And mm. stuff And mm. now they have Their You they, know and unique Now they have a brand
1: To be, to be reckoned Exactly with,
0: Yeah And um, the, the, with Ghanaians We like to We like to watch Somebody do it Before we do it Yeah I, but I, I think I wouldn't say it's. I think it's the the new generation, Ghana. Mm, mm. You know, we're not the, the Nigerians take risks and Ghanaians aren't very big risk yeah. takers. And I've stepped out of that to a certain extent. You know, just coming to South Africa and you know starting to do whatever, mm. regardless of the challenges. It's and like, and well.
1: and what, what's your opinion? I mean, couldn't if you also want to throw in, what's your opinion of of of, of the South African music scene?
3: Well, um, I think South Africa's got a semi-unique sound, Mm. um, that one could relate to, um, with the, you know, in the genre that I am in. Mm. Jazz, for example, it's, um, one of the countries in, in Africa that has got its own style. South Mm. African jazz. There is nothing like Nigerian jazz or Ghanaian jazz, (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? So, but when it comes to hip-hop, I think the guys are now you know, owning their own Mm. and, and they're coming into themselves and really just some of the guys, some of the guys, you (laughs) know (laughs) know what I mean? A few, a few guys, but we are happy that now South Africa's got its own hip hop because people would always say that, ah, South Africans just take American music and, and whatever, you know, Mm. but like you said about Nigerians, I think, you know, we've been able to create even high life wasn't, wasn't a Nigerian music. It Mm. was a Ghanaian music that Nigerians took and, and, Changed
0: from high life became (laughs) juju music, you know, (laughs) Afrobeat, Afrobeat, you know, know, everything came out of that. Afrobeat was synonymous with fela Mm -hmm. and you know Nigerian music. Now Afrobeat is Africa, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. you know, so that that says a lot for what the influence of Nigerian Nigeria has had Mm -hmm. on this. Um, industry mm. and on this continent, yeah. worldwide global mm. yeah definitely, yeah.
1: but I mean it literally over the last five to ten years there's been an explosion just coming out of west africa i mean what is what has pushed that is it is it
3: because people have more
1: consistency, or consistency. And, and, and and i suppose accessibility
3: to to be able to produce the music well, I mean, when it was talking about p square when they started, they didn 't have all the resources, yeah. you know, but they kept on pushing, yeah. and that is one thing that you know. Sometimes we Nigerians come across as being very arrogant to South Africans because... Mm. I know are, you get what you want. You're
1: truthful about it. D- I don't there.
3: wait yeah. for somebody to bring anything fact, to me. Yeah. I, I, I came into the country, like I told you, I went to one of my big mentors, one of the big guys that I respect... And he didn't even have a studio in his house. He didn't have anything where he makes his music. Mm. So I came and thought, why, why wouldn't you have something like that? Mm. You know, I came with a dream to to own, even if it's not for commercial purposes, you should have I mean, I was in Jonathan Butler's house in, mm. in America and he's got a beautiful studio in his house. Yeah. He didn't even he doesn't even record full full stuff there, but he does his basic stuff. Yeah, because yeah. every artist should be able to to have where you make your yeah. little music because it's also a, it's, it's it a me.
1: craft. It's not like making a car or exactly. making something yeah. where yeah. three o'clock in the morning you could get inspiration yeah. and yeah. You, you know you got yeah
3: to- yeah. So you know. We we decided that you know what we're not going to wait for people to bring things. We we go out there mm. and get it, and mm. and that is that is I think the journey that everybody all Africans are now yeah. beginning to wake up to to realize that. I mean I'm glad for what's happening in East Africa, mm. Kenya, yeah, true. you mm. know true. Tanzania. They're waking yeah. up big time. Yeah,
1: there's the now the East African oh, explosion yeah. happening, yeah. Africa, and oh, it's oh, quite exciting. They, oh. They're killing it because yeah. because for a long time, specifically Uganda. They didn't create their own music at mm, all. Mm. And they were literally doing covers. Mm. And I wouldn't even say it's sampling because they took a song mm. <laughs> and they would just Play, throw exactly, in a, in yeah. a Luganda word. It was the same song. It's like, okay, what was that like? <laughs> you know what I mean? But now they're creating their mm, own. And, mm. and I mean, if you take, go back to the traditional East African, it's, it's incredibly beautiful mm, and yeah, incredibly mm, melodic.
0: Mm, mm, definitely.
1: Kwaku, you're, you had a performance, 2000, BET. Let's talk about that. That yeah, must have been wow. phenomenal.
0: Um, yeah, it was, it was crazy cause, um, it was in Atlanta mm-hmm. and what they did was they were looking for a homegrown act, you know, to perform alongside Lil John and, mm-hmm. and Monica and, and One Twelve Keith sweat. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't put it out there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like they, they, they put an ad in the newspaper mm. and we went to that place, but it was a hoax. It was actually at another place. Oh wow! Because they knew that if they the ad the, like the auditions were at the <laughs> the yeah, ad in the newspaper, it would just be you mayhem. know mayhem. So uh we eventually went to that other place. We found a way because yeah. we have contacts pretty tight. We found a way and we got there and we did our thing as Warrior Music. Mm. And because of the African element. Because even the dance that we had had, you know, an African element. It's like hip hop artists doing this. It was crazy. Mm. So, uh, we, we got it and it was dope. It was on, um, 106 in park. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was one of the highlights of, you know, our career Mm. as warrior music. It was, it was, it was quite phenomenal because I believe that Ghanaians, I don't know whether like in general it's Africans or Ghanaians, Nigerians are, Patriot, I'm, they're gonna say I'm Nigerian or something. <laughs> but Nigeria's <laughs> a patriotic wherever they go. Yeah. But I feel like the African diaspora. Are more patriotic. Absolutely, out there yeah. Than, I was, I was just here. actually going
1: to get to that because you know? because it's so widely spread mm-hmm. and, and spread across, and every single pocket there's an African yeah. diaspora. Exactly. Um, and every and, and basically ninety nine percent of every all, all of those pockets, mm-hmm. you're going to find Nigerians. Yeah. And you and don't. it's like yeah. okay, no, we've arrived. It's if like oh, okay, if there's money there, you know, but no, no, even if there isn't money, they're going to create it. You know what I mean? True. They're going to create True. that wealth. It's like there's, there's dust and they're turning it into
2: gold. Exactly <laughs> that. You know? Yeah.
0: So it it was it was beautiful. It was um, the fact that so many different Africans were tuned in and watching at one time. It Mm -hmm. was kind of like Nigeria and the World Cup or Ghana. It it was yeah, because this is the first time an African group had done something of this nature. Yeah, especially in America at that time. Because I remember when Akon released uh, "Locked Up" Mm. and he released it on BET. And they asked some of the kids for their opinions, Mm. 106 in part. And the kids were like, they introduced him as an African artist based in Atlanta. So a lot of the people heard African and they were like, yeah, it's all right. It's all right. If he changes one or two things, he'll do pretty well. They were like, Styles P was rapping on the track. It was like, yeah, Styles P made the track a hit. (laughs) <laughs> and then how many how many years later yeah. akon is phenomenal yeah you know so it it really says a lot for um how people's minds are skewed yeah but it's all about perception and exactly. and you yeah.
1: know and and the 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 beauty about where, and what i loved about what i love about west african with the explosion mm-hmm. is was that you you Weren't afraid to express who you were, oh, yeah. Yeah. and you were proud. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, for for so many centuries, the world mm. has seen Africa as this dying mm. continent, mm. and you know, it's it's starving children with yeah. flies, and and True. we'll sit around the the, yeah. the, the tree and, and hit our drums. You, you know? know what I mean? Yeah. So mm. creating all these different essences oh, of yeah. of music, which is which is yeah.
0: beautiful, yeah. just really unapologetically proud. Yeah. You know, because mm. I mean, this this is the beginning of civilization. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's let's. <laughs> Step up and own our yeah, space. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, we need to own this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. But it's a, Like I said, it's been an, an amazing journey. Mm. You know, I've I feel like I don't belong to one particular region. Mm. You know, because I go to Nigeria and Nigerians accept me like mm. I was Nigerian because you know I I I've had so many Nigerian friends in Ghana. Mm. You know, before the whole Nigerian Nigerian thing was cool that I speak Nigerian pigeon. Yeah. So when they hear me speak, they're like, ah, Bakwiku. <laughs> you should you be Ghana boy. <laughs> you know, so. How, how, how different is the Nigerian
1: and, and Ghanaian pigeon?
0: Nigerian pigeon is more pure. It's pure, ne? it's more pure. It's like, yeah. Ga- okay, Ghanaian pigeon ha- is watered ha- down.
1: For, for our listeners, who this is the, it's like virgin ears. They were like, what is pigeon? <laughs> have, a, have a quick conversation between the two of you. Just put uh, it in the spot. The thing
3: where we talk, we say, yeah. the language Nah, pigeon English. Mm. Mm-hmm. Very sweet English, yo. So. <laughs> you know, see?
0: Yeah. But see, the way this guy they talk, I mean, they talk, um, in some very, very deep way. It's different. Yeah, we wanna own, they like, see, Unali
3: try join yeah with a cut and yeah, paste cut and them sing, mm, yeah but do mm, mm. you your
0: own na root yeah be like be like say yeah. just the talk you don't see that say, one don't even yeah. tick up yeah. just the talk up you know na flu na flu yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> man <laughs> see so it's hard for me to get out of like Niger- my Nigerian pigeon when I'm speaking to a Nigerian yeah. You know, because it doesn't gel well with me, mm. you know. But when I'm speaking to a Ghanaian, mm. I have to speak Ghanaian in
1: Yeah. yeah. And automatically switch over. Automatically. Yeah.
0: And I I guess that's something I've had because, like, I, I had to learn how to talk, I, I would say, and it sounds weird, I had to t- learn how to talk African. Yeah, yeah. With an African, I had to learn how to speak African English. Mm. Yeah, yeah. it makes total tur- yeah, sense. Yeah, because they used to beat me up on the block when I came in, like, yeah. ah. This boy Nonsense and it, I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> What kind of English This boy does speak? Nonsense You know So I used to I used to practice Like every day In front of the mirror Oh man, God You know With you. facial expressions And everything yeah. So eventually That's why Like The American accent Has never really left mm. Because i I switched one for the other, yeah, so it was just interchangeable, mm. you know, and and th- that's how I survived It's doable yeah <laughs>
1: it's, you're, you're one of your tracks that you did with Vanilla black um, yes. for, for for the listeners out there, that's uh, Refilwe Moriselle.
0: yeah,
4: and
1: it's so weird because today you know Facebook have got this thing where 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 they take you back when you posted like a couple yeah. of years ago, and my first ever radio interview was on another radio station and actually interviewed her. really yeah so that's when i saw the name i was like okay we yeah Yeah, let's talk about that song
0: yeah when i when i sent it i was like i remember having a conversation about her Mm. and back when we used to work together and i knew that it would strike a bell yeah um well this track it's the latest single Mm -hmm. uh that i'm about to release funny enough one of the songs that i sent you um you know the facebook thing yeah i released that track on this day oh wow yeah Today it's called Quik too. Yeah. Yes. Now, Vanilla Black, of course, you know she's um, albino. She's Africa's first albino high fashion model. Mm. She was on CNN and stuff. She she's, was. Also,
1: she was also the face of Legit for a while. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah, powerful yeah, being.
0: Very fabulous individual. Yeah. Um. And I, I say the journey has been interesting because she's gone through so many. Like changes and, and she's overcome so many obstacles to to become who she is. And, um, the song is called Dear Teacher. Mm -hmm. It was a song that I dedicated, um, I made, I dedicated to my mother because I was, I was here and, um, it took me about like two years Mm. to get my, um, my permit, my work permit. Mm -hmm. And within that period, South African immigration don't allow you to leave the country. And within those two years and people started dying back home. You know, so friends start dying And then families start dying And then I I, I think, so what happens And I, I'm, like, I have my family here Yeah So if my, one of my, my father or my mother Knock on wood were to die I'd have to choose between, like, my family here oh. Or my original family Sure, that's powerful You know, and I, I, I felt like there was something that I needed to tell my mother mm. So I created the song Um, it took me about a year and a half to do partially because I know a lot of people here and, you know, I call you for a studio session Mm. and you're like, okay, we'll come through. And then you don't come through because you expect me to pay you, Mm. but you didn't tell me, Mm. you know? So it's like you give priority to other things. Whereas Mm. if you had told me, Mm. you you know, exactly. Mm. So, um, it took me a while. There were a lot of obstacles. Um, it's a beautiful song. It's, uh, the, I'm about to release it Pretty soon It's the track It's the title track Behind um, This movement That I'm starting Called Hashtag My Principal Teacher yeah. My mother was a teacher And I just watched How Being as amazing As she was The system Looked her over As far as getting Promotions and stuff Wow And I come to realize That um, Teachers are those Some of those heroes That are like Unsung heroes mm. Um, They're the foundation mm. Of society
4: Absolutely You know
0: So what I'm doing is, I'm going around and I'm taking, I'm getting, um, like tributes from different people about that principal teacher that inspired them to be who mm-hmm. they are, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, it's been great. And it, it, it's funny enough, it's, it's taught me a lot about other people, like different teachers themselves, because teachers pay tribute and who they really are, the mm-hmm. challenges that they face. But you look at a teacher and you think, oh yeah, she's perfect. She's a teacher, you know, mm-hmm. all that. So it's a uh, I, I think we're we're going to take this to like you know we're going to take this global, yeah, you know it should it should yeah. because
1: because that message transcends into any yeah. into, into any environment, and also just so important because there's there's a void in terms of educating the girl child very true, and so this very message true. is that you know teachers can either make or break a person, yeah, you know there's yeah. some teachers that 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 put, I mean, one of the reasons why I ne- could never learn Zulu was because I had a teacher who used to mock me and yeah, smack me. Yeah,
0: I know that he, one. You
1: know what I mean? And, <laughs> yeah. and, and like now when I speak Zulu, I even hate it because, yeah. and it's such a beautiful language. It but is. Because it's that block that that one teacher put on, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But listen, before I get onto that, let's let's listen to the track with Vanilla yeah.
0: Black. Charlie, Mark's <laughs> so playing. <laughs> it's um, taken me about like, 36 years to say this to you and I had to write this letter because there was no other way I could say it, you know. I couldn't look you in the eyes until I wanted to let you know that I was genuine. What I was saying, and what I've been through, and what what you were taking me to my life. Yeah. June 1st, one 977? Wednesday born warrior. Dropped from the heavens to a mama and a teacher and a preacher and a soldier. Didn't really appreciate it till I was older. Gave a hell back when I was younger You know back in the day when I was a teenager Stranger to myself maybe believe I was better than the
2: average stereotype meta to every nigga and worser, was go the fuck back to Africa, confused, thought blacks is all from that area, stay in school and work hard,
0: your only mantra, heard your cry outside your room on a regular, young mind, consumed by wounds of a caregiver, helpless thoughts, I'm minority Hannah Minor, John Prince, lost and living in racist America, you helped me to see beyond my color, Mama. When, when I almost went blind, when I was when I was younger and you know, put the, that water on my eyes, you know the reverend that lived right next to us. I mean, these are the things I think about. Everything really, everything These are the things I think about when I think of you. Multiple jobs working to pay the bills.
1: Whoa, this That's is powerful, powerful, powerful. And you know what? What's so <laughs> amazing is that. You're speaking on topics and you're bringing in so many different areas where the average African man is, is too scared to speak about.
0: Yeah. You're raising the bell. I, I really had nothing to lose. Mm. You know, like after doing Big Brother, it's like, you know, a couple of people see me bare my soul, mm. you know, to everybody. Yeah. So um, there's just so much that I've been through over mm. a period of time that it's like, why not just be real? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Why hide behind like what what people i don't know what, what, just, what people's perceptions are yeah what, what they think that you should be. You know? but
1: also i mean you've got children now so you have to be real
0: yes indeed i have I, I have children now so i it it's hard though because i can't there are certain things that i want to say in the most realistic way but then i don't want them to feel like they can you know curse and do all these type of things you know there there's they're like true, two profanities in that song. Mm. And the interesting thing is those profanities are f- for historical posterity, mm. you know, because there was a time where they would say, um, the slogan was go the F back to Africa mm. in America, mm. you know, um, and, and there was a point in time where
1: you know what ironic is, is that there's some South Africans that are saying that to, to, to foreigners. Ex- which exactly.
0: It? And it, 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 it's funny how. The same thing that I felt like, you know, was a debilitating, you know, Mm-mm. concept back there, back then has followed me into Africa mm. like 25, 30 years later, you yeah. know, as an adult. And it's, it's hard for me to understand. It's hard for me to grasp, mm. you know, so, um, I, I guess I just, I just journey on, I soldier on and, and so, I'm talking about xenophobia. I'm talking about racism in that. And I'm talking about, um, just female empowerment, mm. you know, because it's hard for, I, I don't give my father enough props because, like, he was a stand up guy. He is a stand up guy and mm. he was out there making money for the family. Mm. But inadvertently, it meant that my mother was raising a man. Mm. You know, and for a female, how how does a female raise yeah. a man? But she found a way to do it. Mm. So it says a lot. And there's so many cases, you know, of men absentee of course, yeah. fathers and and women playing that role. Yeah. So and also
1: just just child-headed households. So yeah. Young boys raising children mm-hmm. and still trying to figure out yeah. themselves. Yeah. You know. So where I'm, um, you know, it's, I'm so upset that we're running out of time. But where where would you like to take this campaign? I mean, where where?
0: Um. Well. They say charity begins at home. Mm -hmm. So Africa, this continent first, because we have our unique problems, you know, and our governments need to recognize that there are teachers out there who are amazing, Mm. who should be getting the recognition that they deserve just so that, you know, they can, they can keep doing what they're doing as opposed to be, as opposed to just like. Doing whatever mm. because that's our future. It, yeah. yeah. So I i say in a lot of my tweets, hashtag, uh, help save our future mm. because the children are our future. Yeah. You know, and then from here, you know, when, once the awareness has started, mm. we take it global yeah. because there, it's yeah. gotta be in everyone's tongues. Exactly. There are other third world countries that are yeah. suffering that yeah. are not just African. But also, mm.
1: especially with what's happened with the fees, the fees must fall campaign. Exactly. Let's, let's, let's push it. You yes. Know? Um, yes. so, so the hashtag my principal teacher campaign, hashtag operation dear teacher campaign. Yes. I'm, I'm going to be retweeting it. Um, let's, let's, let's start, let's start the journey. Cause, um, you know, yes, we start starting at home, but mm-hmm. there are people all around the world listening yes. to the podcast. So yes. let's start the journey within your community. Mm-hmm. Mr. Conlayo, yes. what's yes, happening? Yes, so next, yes. next year you've got another <laughs> performance in, in London.
3: Uh, yes. Um, uh, March, um, the seventh. We're mm-hmm. going to be in London, um, doing another show um but before then we 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 in africa we're doing a few a few shows in lagos mm-hmm. south africa the december calendar is kind of packed um but more importantly we we also just trying to you know help young you know talented artists mm. to to find their voices yeah. and find a, a a place in the market yeah. because we're not going to say because there is no recording company their <clears throat> talents are going to die you know we have to make sure that we keep pushing. Absolutely, um, whatever yeah. it takes, yeah. we would, yeah. would do.
1: And of course, if you wanna, if you wanna hook up with these guys, their details will be on my Twitter handle. They'll be on my Facebook page. Um, within the next twenty minutes, you'll be able to download the podcast because you need to listen to it again. <laughs> 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 Gentlemen, thank you so much. Thank, thank you so much it, for man. coming in. I really appreciate it. And
4: thank you, thank
1: you for the music and for your honesty. Thank because you they're, 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 I think a lot of a lot of men and I'm going to say this a lot of south african men need to stand up and see what you guys are doing mm-hmm. and what you're believing in mm-hmm. you know thank you we 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 have hit a void in our society which which needs to be filled with goodness
0: thank you for having thank us. you so much thank you have like a good one you. so we will <laughs>
1: chat next week Next week, we're probably going to be going back, uh, going to Uganda. Um, But otherwise, uh, follow us on on me on Twitter, PrincessRTM. It's Kunle Ayo on Twitter. Uh, What is your your hashtag again?
0: At Obama.
1: At Obama. Instagram and Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) If you didn't get to go to my Facebook page, it's all loaded up. It has been brilliant. We're going to play out with another Kwakoteek track. Have a beautiful day.
0: Pan African Connect on
3: CliffCentral.com.